Luke. The book of Luke. 11 verses 32. Or 52, excuse me. The title of our message today is The Millennial. The Millennial. For those of you who do not know what the word millennium means, it's the thousand year reign of Christ. It's called the millennium because the millennium means 1,000 years. That's a millennium. And I don't really know why God has me here today, but it doesn't matter what I know. I'm just trying to be obedient to the call. So the Word of God tells us in Luke, the 11th chapter, verses 52, it says, Woe unto you lawyers. Lawyers are those that suppose to know the law of God and to suppose to be able to decipher the law of God. Amen? But Jesus is saying here, Woe unto you lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge, mm -hmm. and ye enter not in yourselves, and them that were entering in, ye hinder. So what God is saying here, what Jesus is saying here, he's telling the mainstream religious folk, those that supposed to know, you know, all of those theological doctors and all those theological professors. He's telling them, you, woe to you. Because what you've done is, you've taken away the keys of knowledge of this book and you wouldn't enter in yourself. So now, when you see somebody else trying to enter into the higher knowledge of God, what you do is you hinder them. You tell them that, oh no, you ought not be listening to that. In other words, they want to dumb you down. They want to dumb you down. They want to keep you ignorant. So by keeping you ignorant of what the word is really saying, they can always have you come into them. Because you know, they love for everybody to meet them in the marketplace and bow down to them and do all that kind of stuff. You know, they love that. They love to be called bishops and all of that. They love that. But Jesus said, woe to you. Because you all are the ones who have not only taken away the keys to the knowledge of God, but also you wouldn't enter in yourself. And then when somebody else tried to enter in, you stopped them. You kept them from entering in because of your, what you call it, Brenda, limited knowledge of the word. Now you want to limit somebody else's knowledge. And when they ask you a question about the deeper things of God, you say, well, you know, all we need to know is that God saved us. No, you need to know a whole lot more than that. Oh, all you need to know is you just believe that, that, that Jesus saved you on the cross. Oh, you need to know a whole lot more than that. Because that's for babies. And we're not babies anymore. We're a long way from being babies anymore. Like I said before, we don't teach milk up in here. 
We don't. So Jesus is reprimanding them. And he, Isaiah, the prophet, Isaiah 4 verse 1, starts it out talking about this millennium. He said, are we there? Verse 1, Isaiah 4 verse 1. He says, in that day, what day? That day when this thing is capped up and God begins to allow Jesus Christ to reign in his kingdom for a thousand years here on earth. It says that in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man saying, we will eat our own bread. See, they'll have their own money. And we'll wear our own clothes. They'll have their own clothes. They'll have their own houses. But only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. In that day. Well, you got to understand that over here, after the tribulation and the wrath of God, during the time of the tribulation, Jesus will come and get his people. Then will come a three and a half year wrath of God against the children of disobedience. See, the first three and a half years is on the Christians. The second three and a half years is on the disobedient children of God. You got to understand that, see. See, you, you, if you knew what the Bible said, you wouldn't be going around here preaching to people that you'll be gone when the tribulation get here. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not biblical. That's a lie. You need to know your book. But anyway, after that takes place, and at the end of that wrath of God, period, three and a half, three and a half equal, how much? Seven. There's called the thing called Armageddon. And during the time of Armageddon, there's going to be so many men killed in war. And by then, there are going to be so many men who don't wear pants no more, but they wear dresses. Until you can easily see how seven women are going to be for one man, because there ain't going to be no men. I, I mean, whether y'all know it or not, women, men are being lost at a fast rate of pace. Whether y'all noticed it or not, you know, they're walking around looking like men, but they ain't men. They're not men. And the Bible talks about how in the book of Revelation, how a fourth of the earth is going to be eaten up by wild beasts and diseases and all kinds of situations that will kill men. But during that time, when we go into the millennium, there's going to be such a destruction of man that women going to have all the money that they need, all the clothes, all the houses that they need. They just ain't going to have no man. And they're going to realize just how important a man is. See, see, some of them don't realize that right now. See, they say, well, I can do this on my own. 
because they don't realize it yet. They don't realize it yet. They think just because they got a high-paying job and all that, that they don't need a man. Let me tell you, you'll always need a man on this earth. Oh, yeah. And a man will always need a woman on this earth. Because that's the way God set it up. So if everybody's trying to be a woman, we're in trouble. If everybody's trying to be a man, we're in trouble. The only way it's going to work is that men and women be here. So in verse 2, it says, In that day, talking about that day again, millennium, shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. In other words, you got to understand that the church is going to already be taken up. We're going to already be in our glorified bodies. But at the end of the millennium, I mean at the end of Armageddon, when Christ come back with the saints, that's where Enoch prophesied the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints in the book of Jude. You can read it. See, we'll be already glorified. We'll have gone up before the marriage supper of the Lamb, received our instructions, transformed into our glorious body, and we'll be riding back with Christ. But after the Armageddon, when Christ come back with us to set up that kingdom for a thousand years, people are still going to have a chance that are still escaped of Israel. In other words, some folks still going to be getting saved during that time. There's still going to be some folk that's called the church. But it ain't going to be like we got now now. Don't fool yourself. It's whole different. It's whole different. Because see, at that time, Satan will be locked away for a thousand years. Everything going to be right then. And if what ain't right will be corrected immediately by God. It won't be no foolishness. You know, it won't be no, it won't be no foolishness in the church no more. There won't be no more of that. Somebody cut them uh, cell phones off. Now, in that day it says that the fruit is going to be of the earth at that time. is going to be excellent. And calmly for them that are escaped of Israel. And verse 3 says, And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion, which is the refuge of God, and he that remaineth in Jerusalem, which is the peace of God, shall be called holy, even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem, which is in the city of peace. Now, it goes on in verse 4 and says, When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of what judgment, and by the spirit of burning. We're talking about during that time of the thousand year reign of Christ. Go to Revelation 20 verse 6. <coughs> Revelation 20 verses 6. Say amen when you get there. The word of God says, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Remember I told you we'd be gone? 
and then we'd be back with our glorified bodies. Blessed and holy is he that is part of the first resurrection on such the second death, which is the death of the soul, has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall do what? Reign with him for how long? And how long is a thousand years? A millennium. Okay, okay? Yeah, we're all on the same page, right? Let's go back over here to Isaiah 4, verse 5. Because I want you to see what the Lord's going to do. The Lord's going to do something here. It says, and the Lord... Are we there? It says, and the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion that's everybody that's in the refuge of God Mount Zion means the pillar or refuge of God he says that and the Lord will create every upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. What we have here is God is saying. That upon every dwelling place <coughs> of Mount Zion. And upon her assemblies. God is going to place a visible external symbol. A manif and manifestation of God's presence over every home and every assembly. Did y'all catch that? During that time, God says he's going to create a place, a refuge, a cloud and smoke. Now that cloud and smoke is a word of love that's going to be required. Over every human being and over every assembly. That cloud and that fire represents a word of love is going to be required from man at that time. It won't be no fake about it. You understand? Y'all seeing what God is doing here. Now notice that he says now in the nighttime that it's going to be a shining of a flaming fire by night. And it's all going to be a defense for us because, you see, during that time, there's going to be problems that arise in our life. There's still going to be nighttime seasons for those that are still here. You understand? Those that have not been translated yet like the saints have been. Because you got to understand, we will have been translated by God by then, and we'll be back with him. You see, that's why the Bible says... That in the book of Jude, that he'll be coming back with the tens of thousands of his saints, you see, to set up this thousand year reign. You see, we'll be with him at that time to do the work. We ain't going to be up there hollering, no, la, 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 la. no, 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 it's work we got to do. He, he, God didn't call us to salvation, just run around here. No, 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 no. We got it all wrong. We got it all wrong. No, it's going far deeper than that. See, I'm not moved by that stuff. No, I want to know really what, what am I in for with this thing. I need to know what I'm in for. You understand what I'm saying? 
I don't, I don't need you to fake me out. But I need to know what, you need to tell me what I'm in for. You see, setting me up, it's a bad thing you set me up for a rabbit. Talking about it's a rabbit and it's a grizzly bear out there. One of them Kodiak bears. And he ain't eight in a year. And you sending me out there talking about it's a rabbit. So God says here now, it's going to be a defense. And even in your nighttime season, the flame of me and the brightness of me is going to be so fantastic and majestic until it's going to be a defense for you. In other words, you're going to be seeing clearly even in your dark season. You're still going to see clearly. Because right now in our dark season, we see like, you know, part. Now I see in part through a glass darkly. But then I will know as I am known, the word of God says. Now verse 6 says, and there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the what? Heat. Somebody say it's going to get hot in here. Y'all don't say, y'all don't say it like you mean it. I say it's going to get hot in here. I bet you when it get hot, you'll say it. Won't nobody have to urge you to say it when that heat. Because it's going to get hot. The Bible says, and there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a cover from storm and from rain. Well, let's deal with the heat factor first before we even deal with the storm and the rain. Let's go to Isaiah 30, verse 26. Isaiah 30, verse 26. Tell me when you get there. You really need to see it. Didn't he say he's going to put a tabernacle around that thing for the heat? Wonder why. Watch your word here. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the what? That's, that's pretty hot. When the, when, when the sun gets as hot as the I mean, the moon get, get as hot as the sun. That, that, that's pretty rough. Huh? But that ain't all. And the light of the sun shall be how many times? Good God Almighty. Now, do you understand why it's going to have to be a... Y'all ever heard of global warming? Somebody need to speak to them stupid Republicans about global warming. It's going to get hot. The Bible says that the moon... The light of the moon is going to be as hot as the sun. And it goes on and say that the sun is going to have seven days of a hundred and something degree weather heat locked up in one day. So in other words, y'all see how hot it is out there now? Intensify that by seven times. In one day. Think about it. It's going to get hot in here. It's written. It's written. Talking about global warming. You see? So God has to put a 
canopy around. Because the ozone that we have now, that tabernacle that saves us now and protects us, it's not going to be strong enough. He's going to have to redo it and put something around this thing to protect us. But then he says, I want you, I'm, still, I'm still dealing with the heat. I, I ain't got to the rest of it yet. I'm still just dealing with the heat. If you think it's hot now, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Go ahead to Revelation 16, verses 8 and 9. Revelation 16, verse 8 and 9. See, you, you, you got to show folk in the Bible about this stuff. Revelation 16, verse 8 and 9. When we get that, say amen. So we're talking about the heat, right? Look what's going to happen here. This is all happening before the millennial even take place. It's saying the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the what? And the power was given unto him to do what? With what? It's going to get hot, ain't it? And men were scorched with how much group? Heat? Like, like seven times the heat of one day. Times seven. In one. Good God Almighty. That's hot, people. I mean, if that's if it's a hundred today, that's seven hundred. Boy, that's cooking. That's that's cooking. And we don't have no Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego's up in here, so don't even try. Don't even try. Don't even try. Don't even try that now, because when you jump up in that, I guarantee you. No. No. We ain't got it like that. We ain't got it like that. Jump on in there if you think you got it like that. Say, and men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues. But they still, that's what I don't understand about that fool called man. He still didn't repent. They keep talking about there's going to be this great revival, but the word of God says that it ain't. He said the rougher that it get, the worse man going to get. The Bible said they didn't repent. It says it several times in the, new, in the, in, in the book of Revelation. So why is everybody how about it's going to be this great revival? It's a false doctrine, and it's a false spirit that's got people thinking that is God, but it ain't God. It ain't God. Because God's word says something contrary to what they're trying to teach us. And the Bible says, who report you going to believe? Go back to Isaiah 32, 1 verse 5. We right there at it. You you're, you're right there at it. Isaiah 32, 1 verse 5. Over there. Now watch this. He said, Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment. See, we're those princesses that's going to come back with him. Christ is the one that's the king that's going to rule in righteousness. And the, we're the princesses. Don't y'all know that the word of God in the book of Corinthians, I think it's either 1 Corinthians 6 verse 1 and 2 or 2 Corinthians 6 verse 1 and 2, one or the other, it tells us that, no, don't you know that we're going to judge angels and that we're going to judge the world, the saints? 
It's, it's in the book. The Bible says that a king is going to come and reign in righteousness and his princes, that's us, are going to reign in judgment. We're going to judge that which is left. You understand what I'm trying to say? We've got an important job ahead of us. We've got an important job now. And we play in church. <laughs> oh, foolish Galatians, who bewitched you to stay in bed this month? Oh, fool. Oh, fool, who bewitched you not to come to fellowship? Or oh, you going to look at it on TV this month? That ain't what the words say. Word of God say, forsake not to assemble yourself together. Have some have an error from the faith. Yeah, I'll watch. Okay, well, go ahead. You'll be watching it from hell, too. Us. Bitch green. High definition. And it's hot. And you'll be able to see all that good stuff and say, I wish I had a... No, you better do it now. We all better do it now. We better quit acting a fool and start doing this thing the way God will have us to do it. I'm just dead up serious. I don't have time to play with folk lies. That devil will get all of us. But better yet, we'll get ourselves. He don't have to get us. Devil ain't got to get, ain't no enemy. We the enemy. Look at yourself in the mirror. Next time you holler, it's the enemy. Look at yourself. That's where the enemy is. That's where the devil is. In your thought process. You open that thought process up to him, he's coming in. He is. He's coming in. Now it says that this tabernacle people is going to also protect us from the storm and the rain, did it not? How many of y'all know that the book of Revelation says that it's going to be raining hell with fire, mingled with fire. And the weight of the hell is going to be a talent. This is New Testament revelation. When you look up the weight of a talent in the New Testament, that is 130 pounds falling from heaven with fire. If that big a hell falls from heaven, we got a problem. It tears up roofs, roofs busts people in the head, uh, bust window shields, beat cars up, just that side. Now you think about 130 X times gravity falling from the heavens. It'd be like hit a nuclear. Y'all don't get it. You understand the power of this thing. That's why God said, now I got, to, I, I got to protect you from what's coming. See, because they're not going to be protected from the heat and from the storms of the hell and the fire and stuff. They're not going to be protected from it. It's only when the millennial comes into play. But before that happens, all hell going to break loose during that time of the wrath of God against the children of disobedience. But look at verse 26 here. I mean, verses 32, chapter 32, verses 1 through, uh, what did I say, 6? I think I did. Yeah. 5. Thank you. 
It said, Behold, the king shall reign in righteousness and princes shall rule in judgment. Jude 14 and 15, that's where it tells us, because Jude just got one chapter. Jude verses 14 and 15, that's where it tells us about how Enoch, the seventh from Adam, Enoch prophesied about Christ coming with tens of thousands of his saints. It's in the book, right? Now, back over here to verse 2 in chapter 32 of Isaiah, it says, And a man shall be as a hiding place from the wind, mm -hmm. and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, and as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. See, this is during the time of millennium. And the eyes of them <clears throat> that see <coughs> shall not be dim. You know how we look through things sometime now? That won't be at that time. And the ears of them that hear shall hearken. You remember how we hear but we don't do? That ought to be done away with. And the heart also of the rash, they shall understand knowledge. And the tongue of the stammers, stammerers shall be ready to speak plainly. And that vile person shall be no more called liberal. Ooh, that's an ugly word. Evidently, that's an ugly word. The vile person shall be no more called liberal, nor the curl, that curl means the deceitful and deceiving, said to be bountiful. Ain't none of that going to be no more. But we ain't stopping. We got to go over here to Zechariah 14.1. I got to, to go to these places. I don't have a choice in this matter. I usually don't go to these many scriptures, but today I am. Are we there? Zechariah 14, verse 1. I think that's... Uh-huh. Yeah. when you get there. Amen? Okay. I think I'm in the right place. Watch this. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoils shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. The residue. Remember those that escaped to Israel? Remember that scripture in the beginning? He said, they will not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about God coming at the time of Armageddon and busting the cap in man so that he can set up his kingdom. That's what he's talking about. And a whole bunch of men are going to be killed, not by man, but by God. Because the Bible says that he's going to destroy them with the brightness of his coming and the sword that's going to come out of his mouth, the word. He's just going to speak the word. You see, because, see, what y'all don't understand is this. All these nations 
They're going to be fighting against each other. And they're going to be coming to this one place on the plains of Esdraelon. They're going to be coming to this one place to do battle. It's going to be like a world war. And they're going to be ready to fight each other. But the Lord is going to crack the sky with the saints. He's coming with how many saints? Tens of thousands. They're going to think that they're being invaded by aliens. They are. No, it ain't funny. It's not funny. Y'all need to listen to what's going on here. This is how it's going to happen. They know UFOs are out there. They're going to think. And when you think that you're being invaded by something from out of this world, which they will be, then what they're going to do is they're going to join together and try to fight it first. They're going to forget about fighting each other. They're going to all rally together to fight it. But it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. You see, it's gonna, he's he, he going to put a thing on them. You see, see we, we, got, we got to go further than religion. We got to be able to see this thing and how it happens through the word of the Lord. Now, let's go back over here to... Uh, I've already went through Isaiah 26. Let's go back over here to uh, Isaiah, the fifth chapter, because I'm, I'm just about closed. I'm just about getting ready to get up out of here in a minute. Go back over here to Isaiah 5, verses 8 and verses 9. Over there. Watch this. Now, here we go. We were talking about this this morning. Coming down the road in the van about... All these folk, they ain't got no church home. What they're doing is they're hopping. They go two weeks here. You see them, they, they, you've seen them come in here, do the same thing. God bring them up in here. They ain't even got sense enough to know where they're planted because everybody want to do their own thing. Y'all hear me now? They go from house to house. The Bible says in Amos that they'll go from sea to sea, from the east to west and the south, looking for a word, but they won't be able to find it. They ain't never satisfied. Because they don't come in to hear God's word. They come in to critique. See, they come in trying to change things. You see? They come in want to change the direction of where God has already got us going. So when they figure out they can't do that, they... Now they go to the next one and do that. Now they come to us talking about the church they just left. Yeah, they do. They do. They come in for two weeks. Now we the bad guy. So a dog will bring a bone to carry a bone, right? Is that not right? You need to sit yourself down somewhere and stop church hopping. You know, just sit down. You know, but you got to find a church first. Now, don't get me wrong now. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Most of this stuff, I want you to see it in the Word. See, a lot of times we see the Word in too natural. We don't see it spiritually enough. God's Word says here in verses 8, chapter Isaiah 5, verses 8, it says, Woe unto them that join house to house, church to church. Did, didn't I tell y'all? That we, we don't go jo joining house to house is because that'll mess you up. Did, didn't, 
Didn't God's word tell us in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes that wisdom and all of that is fastened in our hand under one shepherd? That's what God's word tells us. Not to be running all around and listening to all this old crazy stuff. And if a prophet or an apostle or any of that is going to speak to us, God's going to bring him up out of here. Among us. That's what he does, right? That's how we do it. The fivefold ministry comes out of the local assembly where we are. I ain't going out there bringing no foul demon up in here to preach to God's people. The devil is a stinking lie. To shake God's people down. No, I'm not going to do that. But I would say, warn to them that join house to house. That lay field to field. Till there be no place. That they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. So they run here, there, everywhere. And the next thing you know, they're sitting at home. Looking at Stanley. Charles Stanley. Mm-hmm. T.D. Jakes. And you're not going to get what you need from them folk. And them folk don't know you no way. They ain't going to come pray for you. Okay, get sick. Go ahead, get sick. Go to one of them big churches. Get sick. They know you if you got a certain amount of money you giving. Otherwise, you just sick. Unless somebody in there know you and they praying for you personally, but you just sick. You on your own. You ain't doing us no good no more. That's how they think. When the money starts, they stop doing for you. <coughs> Verse 9 say, In my ears, said the Lord of hope, in my ears, of a true many houses, churches, Shall be what? Mm-hmm. Even the what? And the what? Y'all don't talk. Y'all don't talk right. Y'all don't talk to me right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't got no fire in y'all. See, I need folk with fire in them. Now let's say it again. Many houses of a true many houses shall be what? Even what? Without what? In other words, ain't nobody going to be in them. Like that, no, y'all know that we preached that a block long over there on Fernwood. 10, 15 million dollar church. Got about 15 members. The biggest thing in the Holy Ghost, when you hear that big old bell sound at the end of the thing, bang, that's about the, all the spirit you're going to get out of it. Church a block long. Big up. There it is. Of a true many houses, treasure, shall be desolate, even great and fair, without inhabitants. Ain't nobody gonna be in them. Hmm. Nobody. If you want to read even more, yeah, ten acres of vineyard, which supposed to be spirit. Vineyard represents spiritual stuff. Shall yield one bath. And the seed of a homer shall yield an ephah. In other words, it ain't going to be no whole lot of folk getting saved out of these great, big, fat places that they, everybody running at. We got 
200, 300 getting saved. No, you didn't. You just got fooled. You got tricked. If getting saved was that easy, everybody would be saved. Yeah, no, it would. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I mean, if, if getting saved was that easy, wouldn't everybody be saved? If getting rich was that easy, wouldn't everybody be rich? But you know why everybody ain't saved? Same reason why everybody ain't rich. They got the wrong mindset. Did I, did, Ricky, did I say that right? It's the same thing. Whatever it is that we don't have is because of us, the individual. It ain't because of nobody else. If you're not saved and you die and you go to hell, it ain't my fault. You've been preached the word. You've been given the word, the unadulterated word. It's your decision. It's not mine. It's your decision where you want to spend eternity at. It's my decision where I want to spend eternity at. Go to Mark 13, 1 and 2, and we're out of here. Mark 13, 1 and 2. Not moved by nothing but Jesus Christ. That the only big name I know is Jesus. Everything else, Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman. To me, I'm not. I, I, I'm just not impressed. I'm really, I'm just not impressed, people. You know, with nothing but Jesus. Are we there? Watch what the disciples tried to do to Jesus, and then watch what Jesus done to them. And as he went out of the temple, yeah, they was in this big magnificent place, right? One of his disciples said unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. See, you're tripping out on them buildings, right? Trying to impress Jesus with that mess. <laughs> Watch Jesus. <laughs> Watch what Jesus tell this sucker. He said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, See thou these great buildings. He say, now I want you to look at this. He say, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Ain't that what we just read over there in Isaiah? That the houses, great and foul, shall be desolate without anybody left in it. Amen. There's no more to be said then. Come on up, man. No more to be said. Skipping hop a little bit. Well, yeah, see, see, see how y'all see? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> you know, y'all were some fireworks. No, I ain't gonna do that to you. He ended abruptly. Hey, man, he ended abruptly. <laughs> The God bless y'all. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm prepared and ready when the master calls for me. If it's hot now, you think about it. And I read that in that scripture about that heat. You know, sevenfold, seven times. You know, I went outside yesterday, and I'm like, oh, my God. I turned around and went back in the house. So you can imagine, you. you know, all these things that we see, all these things that we're encountering, 
they're really in the book. And so often what happens